Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege of talking to amazing people who are truly innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get to hear their stories. Well, today's guest is an entrepreneur who has prominently led companies with successful exits and strong returns for shareholders. He's an angel investor, sits on multiple boards of directors, is a thought leader when it comes to goals, company culture, and growth strategies, is a prolific contributor to multiple publications, including Entrepreneur, CNBC.com, and more. And he currently runs one of the fastest growing digital marketing firms in the U.S. that excels not only in growth, but in celebrating diversity and inclusion. It's a distinct honor to have him on the show. Please welcome CEO of Walk West, as well as CEO and co-founder of the Diversity Movement, Donald Thompson. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I'm looking forward to chopping it up with you. All right. You you have been busy, sir, as I was a mouthful of things and lots of uh, accolades and accomplishments. Um, I really would like to just kind of jump right in and and uh, find out kind of how all that started and tell me about your journey. But first, tell us a little, little bit about Walk West. What do they do there? So Walk West is a digital agency, digital consultancy, and a lot of folks know what that is, right? We help people with marketing, branding, and how to tell their story. What makes Walk West different? What's our unique business advantage? Is our diversity. And it's not typically the way you think about diversity. We have computer scientists. We have e-learning consultants. We have folks that can help you with messaging, branding, strategy. But most importantly, is we deliver return on investment that is targeted to the entrepreneur. So for example, if we do a $30,000 video for you, one of our clients in this case, Right, we got 800,000 end to end views in their target demographic. So, we're all about the business results from our creativity. Awesome. Well, yeah, so it sounds like you, so not just in diversity and inclusion, uh, but diversity in terms of what types of uh, services that you guys offer. It's a lot more than maybe your average digital marketing firm. I think the variety of services is a plus, but also the way we think about creativity with the commercial value and goals of the enterprise. And we tightly align those things. There's a lot of folks that can build you a pretty website. We want to get you more conversions. Awesome. That's great. Well, tell me a little bit about your, uh, how you got started as an entrepreneur. I know that you've been involved in a lot of businesses throughout the years. Um, and I'd really like to learn, uh, some things, uh, and I know our listeners would like to hear some things that you've learned from, uh, that they can, uh, take to, uh, inform their own journey. So a couple of things, how I got started, I started my business career in technology sales. Mm-hmm. And so I learned through that process, right? How to, how to create the language of leaders. What makes a C-suite individual pay you a million dollars for technology, 
right? And it's yeah. not just because they want whiz bang tech, but they have a problem to solve or an opportunity to take advantage of. And as I started to learn that language, I was very fortunate that a company I was involved in, iCubed, was sold to Adobe Systems. Mm. My mentor, Grant Willard, went with that transition and he became an Adobe employee. Well, Adobe only wanted part of the company. So I became president and CEO of the part of the company that was left behind. Okay. A little engine that could. And so we grew that business, myself and some partners, from 16 people to 140 people in a short period of time, and then exited that business to KPIT, an Indiana, uh, uh, you know, engineering firm. And through that process, I started to understand the value of ownership and equity in the business enterprise, not just a paycheck. Mm. And so from that standpoint, go forward, anything else I was involved in, I wanted to know what the long-term upside could be based on performance. And having a little extra, few extra dollars, I said, you know what? Why don't I work my daytime job, build business, but why don't I start a little angel investing on the side so that I could make my money grow further? And so to your question of what have I learned, when you're thinking about business ideas, people are enamored with the idea. Really, you're betting on the jockey, mm. not the horse. Who's driving the train? Because businesses, entrepreneur endeavors pivot several times before they find their true niche. Mm -hmm. so you've got to find, invest, and grow partnerships, relationships with entrepreneurs that have a thesis for what they want to do, but they have enough skill set and enough maturity that they can pivot in the moment where the market says they should be. Yeah. The um, what would you say were some things that um, I guess mistakes that you might have made early on that you learned from? There's a bunch of those, so I appreciate the question. Sure. So let's start with leadership development. Uh, I'm the son of a football coach. I'm a former salesperson, uh, so I had a very performance oriented, high octane, meet your numbers kind of mentality. That doesn't work for everybody. Hmm. I had to learn how to lead a broad group of talent not just salespeople, not just engineers, but how do you treat your HR staff, your marketing team, your partners? And so for me, it was developing leadership people skills, how to be firm and gracious at the same time. Hmm. And I think back, not whether or not some of my businesses have grown, but how large could they have grown if I was a better leader earlier in my career? And hmm. a lot of it had to do with people skills and temperament. In the businesses that you've uh, been a part of that where you did find success, uh, what do you think was it, it was that made those companies successful? Was it varied depending on, you know, the uniqueness of the company or were there certain things you found proven successful time and time again? The thing that I found proven time and time again is you should build a business that you want to run for the next 20 years. Mm. Those are the companies people want to buy. Mm. If you build a business to try to just prop it up for sale, you're going to cut corners. Yeah. But if you build a business that's built to last, you build a culture that can outlive you. Those are the organizations that people want to be a part of, where the vision is aspirational, but the day-to-day -day tactics and operations of the business are very sound. I'll give you an example. Sure. When we were going through due diligence in one of the companies that I sold and we were being acquired by a billion-dollar organization, they looked through all of our financials, our books, and different things. Due diligence is a very stringent thing you basically sign your life away that everything you've ever done in the company has been honest above board and with high integrity, mm. right? And they looked at our books, our financials, and they said, you know what? 
you're a small firm doing about 15, 20 million dollars, 15 to 20 million dollars in revenue, but your discipline of how you made decisions, how you handled your record keeping of your governance is top flight. And that gives us more confidence in acquiring your firm. And so Mm -hmm. that's something that has worked in every instance. When you don't cut corners in the infrastructure of how you build, right? People appreciate that. The second thing that is the test of time is a sales-driven culture. It doesn't matter if you're selling technology, creative, life sciences, you've got to have people on your squad that understand how to grow leads, develop relationships, close business, and keep clients. And that is something that matters no matter what kind of business you're involved in. Yeah. What What's the key to that retention? I think I've talked to a lot of uh, business owners and it's, they talk about customers, like some of them still have that, that first customer is still a customer 15 years later. Um, how do you keep that kind of loyalty and, and retention with customers? A lot of it is attitude and ego. When you're small, you treat every customer like they are your highest priority. When you start to get a little growth under your belt, all of a sudden you start to get a little nonchalant sometimes. And what you have to remember is that your ability to keep your promises, and then if for any reason you do not, then you spend 24 hours a day until you make that commitment true. Hmm. Clients understand that mistakes happen. Balls get dropped. Things don't happen as we hope they would. But how you recover from those mistakes and missteps is how you keep clients for life. And, yeah. and we have, and, and I've had to learn that through some hard knocks over the years, but we've learned it. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think have been some of the, I guess, tipping points throughout your career uh, that you would say were kind of the, the moments where you felt like this is where my success is coming from? This is what's motivating me to keep going. So for me, it's the building teams. Mm. So independent of whether it's a marketing organization, which I've built and and I'm running, whether it's a diversity, equity, inclusion organization, which I've built and I'm running, whether it's a tech company, whether it's something on the media landscape, whether it's investments in sports and entertainment, I've had a very varied uh, career because I'm interested in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is that when you kind of boil it all down, right, it is how do you consistently show up every day to your clients and the people that work with you so that they can trust that your yes means yes and your no means no? That consistency and leadership, I think, stands the test of time. Yeah. I, as I was mentioning at the beginning, you, you've got your hands in a lot of different businesses. Um, I mentioned that you're on the board of several uh, different uh, uh, businesses and organizations. And those aren't necessarily um, past, like many of them are still to the present. Like you're on, I think it was four or five different boards. You're running two companies. You're you're investing in uh, your community and things like that. How do you balance that kind of, uh, I guess, keeping that busy like that? How do you keep that yeah. balanced? So, you know, one of the things that's super helpful is I have great people that have decided to be a part of this journey with me. Mm. And I don't try to do things that more talented folks in my organization can do just as well Mm. or better or sometimes just as well or better with a little bit of coaching for me. So I had to move away from having my hands in every detail versus setting the direction of what the standards are 
and allowing people space to meet them. The second thing is I do things that are somewhat interrelated, even if it's not that clear to the naked eye. Mm. And, and that helps me because when you think about diversity and equity inclusion, what does that have to do with marketing? Well, diversity, equity, inclusion is change management. It's behavioral change. It's messaging. It's mindset. It's language. Those are similar skill sets that we deliver when we're building a brand in a corporation from a marketing perspective. Mm-hmm. So the skills are relatively transferable. The application is what seems a lot different. But under the covers, there's a lot of similarities to the different things that I touch. Yeah. What motivates you to, to every day to get up and, and do all of this? So a couple of things motivate me. One is responsibility. I'm very blessed. I've been uh, afforded a lot of opportunity and I have a very strong sense of responsibility and give back, um, whether that's my parents, my grandparents, whether that's mentors and tutors. And then the other thing is I'm an innovator by nature. Mm-hmm. So I like to see things from the ground up and make them relevant. Right. And so the diversity movement, I'm proud of the fact that a year and a half ago, we started this new little passion project. Right. A year ago, we incorporated it as a business. And after the first year, we've got it from zero to a million dollars in revenue in what seems like a, a millisecond. But I'm proud of the fact that we're doing it different. Right. We're not just doing diversity, equity, inclusion training. We have a peer learning portal. We have e-learning so people can learn on their own before they're engaging in these group discussions. We have a mobile application that allows people to integrate into DEI functions. So we think we're bringing innovation to the DEI space and that's what gets me up every day. How can we do something important, but do it a little bit different, better, stronger, more, more value driving. Yeah. Let's, I'm glad you brought that up because I I did want to talk about that next Um, to go into a little more detail about uh, the diversity movement and kind of what, what specifically you do and, and why you kind of uh, started that? So the diversity movement, when you think about a technology-enabled consultancy, you think about diversity and you think about race. You think about sexual orientation. You think about gender. But diversity has a much broader kaleidoscope. You have generational diversity, socioeconomic. You have neurodiversity, things that you can't see. You have mm-hmm. disabilities, right? And when you think about all of the things that make us unique as individuals, we all want to be appreciated by the stakeholders that we respect at work. Mm-hmm. We all want to be a part of a culture that we feel like we can bring our best self to work. And so what we do at the diversity movement, because we're entrepreneurs and business people, we want to link diversity, equity, inclusion work to the strategy of the business. We think it's only going to be powerfully implemented in organizations that see DEI as a business driver for the ultimate success of the firm, not something they are doing for compliance or a checkbox or in reaction to bad behavior. Mm. So by creating a business advisory with an ex, with an equity lens, we think we're bringing a unique perspective about how people can win at work. Yeah. And you, you guys obviously practice this at Walk West. I know that that's a, an important thing to, uh, what, what specifically is Walk West doing towards that kind of inclusion in ways that other companies can learn from and emulate? So one of the things that is really important when you're hiring, and this is across Walk West, the diversity movement, companies of any size, don't hire for a role until you've had a multicultural recruiting process. That doesn't mean you don't hire the best person. That doesn't mean you have quotas. It simply means 
you're not hiring the best people if you don't have a varied selection group. Mm. So we encourage people like we do at Walk West to have a broad selection group and then make the choice of who can do the best job right now for the business, right? And so that's one. And then the second thing, which we think is really cool, is think about how diversity in your language and your commentary and your content impacts the way your brand is perceived by the largest possible population that you're trying to target to sell your product. Mm -hmm. When you think about that, it allows that self-reflection so that you don't just put out a video that has homogeneous, that has all the same people in it. Mm -hmm. You have someone listen to the script from a different point of view. You look at your ADA compliance for your website from a disability standpoint with your UX. So you end up with a better experience in your business overall because you slow down to think of a broader subset of people that you want to fall in love with your brand. Mm-hmm. And I know you tie the the the, the DEI to the uh, profitability and success of a company uh, in some of the stuff that I was reading before uh, talking with you. Um, explain to folks and maybe give us an example of how that that could be um, an important factor. Yeah, I'll give you one with some metrics, right? Let's think about you're a company of any size. You've got a sales rep position that is open. That biz- that position is going to have a $2 million quota, right? You're going to hire a top flight salesperson, happens to be a female, right? Well, happens to be a woman. And all of a sudden, because someone doesn't treat this candidate correctly, says an off-color joke during drinks in the recruiting process, you lose out on a candidate to a competitor, and now you've lost a $2 million producer because your language wasn't on point. Mm. You think about having a rising star in your organization. Talk to a client the other day, $3 million a year quota producing salesperson, thinking about leaving because they had no succession plan for how they were going to get promoted and grow within the organization. They were just typecast as they're just a sales rep. What company can afford to lose a multi-million dollar producer because they didn't feel like there was a path or plan for them? because they were a person of color. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we allow people to have conversations and practice their DEI walk without judgment. And we give guidance, tactics, and tools for us all to work better together so that we can not only get the best performance, but we can get the best long-term retention because retention is expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if a company wanted to, you know, uh, make strides in the area of DEI, uh, how could they engage uh, with the diversity movement to, to help their company? What, what yeah, can the do? first thing that I would recommend people do is just go to our website, thediversitymovement.com. There's a lot of free material, white papers. For example, we wrote a white paper on the five pillars of next generation leadership. We have a white paper on the language of inclusivity. These are all free. We have samples of our e-learning. We do that because we want to service companies with a big checkbook or a big dream. Mm. And so sometimes we have to help startups with a little bit more self-service, but all of the free content on our website allows you not only to get to know who we are, what we do, but why our thought process can deliver massive value for your organization. So I think you should start there. The other thing is if you want to talk to me directly, DT at the diversity movement, hit me up. (laughs) I'm always interested in helping leaders 
emerging leaders figure out their DEI journey. And the first call is on me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And I, I know that you have a podcast of your own. Tell us what that's about. The Donald Thompson podcast is something that I started about two years ago. I'm on episode 70. And you being in this space, you know that it is it is simple to do, but it's not easy to do something that is great quality, consistency, because every day you don't feel like doing it that you're scared <laughs> to do it, right? But what I've found through doing the podcasting is a couple things. Wow, what value there is in an authentic conversation and how much we all crave and miss that in this Zoom world that we're working in, in this overscheduled world that we're working in. I've gained so much from slowing down and talking to phenomenal business people, phenomenal leaders of nonprofits, phenomenal inventors. I had a chance to talk to the person that invented Alexa and sold it to Amazon. Wow. How cool is that? Yeah. Right. I talked to another gentleman that sold this company for $150 million to Citrix. How cool is that? And then I also talked to an African-American female police officer who is the chief of police of the town of Mooresville. Like, how cool is that to right. be able to have these conversations, share them with the world? I get learning, build relationships, and then we can share these insights with others. So we're having a great time doing it. That's awesome. And so they can just find that on any of the podcast platforms, basically? It, we're, we're on any of the podcast platforms, the Donald Thompson podcast. And easily enough, you can go to my personal website, donaldthompson.com, and you can access all the episodes there. And so thankful and grateful that you mentioned that. I really appreciate it. No, hey, you know, uh, I I appreciate the 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 sentiment there as well. I love talking to people and hearing their stories. It's one of the reasons that I do this. Uh, I get to hear these kind of stories and talk to fascinating people every day. Um, and I want to thank you for appearing on the show today and sharing uh, your expertise. Before we go, tell us a little bit uh, about what the future looks like for both Walk West and for the diversity movement. What do you? What's kind of like? Where do you see you guys headed now? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'll start with the Walk West side, right? We started the business. Uh, my partner, Brian Honorio, founded the company. And I joined a few year, years later. And we just figured one plus one could equal 11. We could do something amazing together. We started out doing websites and a little content and integrated marketing. Now we're all about the digital strategy. We'll do the work for you if you want, but a lot of it you can learn on your own if we, if we teach you. But we're really about building brands. Because if we help you build an enduring brand, tighten your brand story, you can cut through the noise that's out there in the digital space. Mm. And so what I think about the future of Walk West is how do we tie in that brand storytelling through all the different digital channels? Mm. When I look at the diversity movement, I think about an organization that basically does this. We give you business strategy through an equity lens. And so we're able to look through your business, help you make good informed decisions about how to improve your business strategy with a stronger equity lens. That's awesome. Well, again, thank you. Can't thank you enough for being on the show with me today and sharing. Uh, I hope to, to talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, my friend. And it was great to talk with you. And please, if I can ever be of help to you or your listeners, please let me know. All right. And thank you for listening to another episode of What? makes them tip innovations that changed everything. We'll see you next time. 
you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, innovations that changed everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arkalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arkalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.